I'm Gabs. And I'm Liz. And welcome, and welcome to, to their Tropes Battle for dominance. for dominance. You know what? Probably not good, but at this point, I think we stopped caring about yeah. it for um, quite a not. It's the gag. It's the it's gag. It's the gag. It really is. Also, a uh, quick note, sorry in advance, if um, our audio seems a little off, especially if I seem a little staticky. Um, for those of you guys who don't remember, I announced a couple weeks ago, I just moved. Uh, it's been about a week and a half now that we've been living in this new apartment, me and my boyfriend, and our, um, like, tech area, like, our office space is literally um, 10 by 4 feet, I think. Yeah, about that. Um, it's literally, like, half the size of my college dorm room, and both of us are in here with both of our, like, gaming PCs, so we have to keep the fan <laughs> running or something, because we don't have AC either, so we have to keep a fan running um, to at least help mitigate the heat damage to <laughs> our computers. And, I mean, I have it on a low setting, but it, it'll get, like, unbearably hot in here if I don't have something on. So we're going to do our best to edit it, but sorry in advance if uh, that makes the quality worse. We're going to figure out what we can do next week to change that, maybe. So, how has life been? I mean, like I said, I just moved. It's been so exciting. <laughs> um, sorry again to you guys that we had to release a Fifty Shades episode last week. We literally just did not have time between me starting work and um like again i was on vacation Liz so. was on vacation i was still <laughs> unpacking um it was just really hectic for us we didn't really have time to preload episodes like we have before so we went with that and i feel like it was fine yeah um and that's proof to you guys that we're not like lying about the 50 shade stuff we have been working on it we have <laughs> it's just god i feel like shocker i feel like we're gonna end up doing majority of the work for it in the fall like oh for sure it's just it's like, just our our work schedules are completely opposite yeah. basically and then uh-huh. like i when i'm not in class now i'll be at work and we i have like one free day a week i don't know liz if you're gonna have any free days but oh i'm i'm off i work i'm working basic i'm working 7 30 to 3 monday to friday i have like the nicest schedule that is nice but see i work like nine hour shifts every weekend so <laughs> you, they're actually oh my god you have to tell me more about that because that's wild it's just more like so um like my the store because remember i work at like a retail clothing store tm so the store that i worked at um at home a lot of the hires were you know temporary hires because they're either going to school again or moving or what like me so mm-hmm. um everyone and there's also a lot of us like we were understaffed but our store didn't bring in a lot of money we were the small store in the district and also um a lot of people used our store to make returns for some reason instead of the other stores so because it's um, probably the less busy store no <laughs> i mean not compared to the other ones in the area I mean, it was still pretty busy but like mm-hmm. besides that yeah but um so we didn't make generally a lot of money so they couldn't give people a lot of hours so oftentimes we were understaffed but the store i'm at now makes like enough money for its size and like what it's expected to make like they Mm -hmm. don't handle as much returns um at all really like everyone buys everything um and so it so we're like we're technically understaffed but they're able to pay us more so like my first shift was like a seven hour shift which i was like okay that's you know that's fine and she's like she has me down for two nine hour shifts this week which you know i i'm not complaining because like it's technically um eight hours because like an hour unpaid break but like it's emotionally rough it is and it's it's also i'm just not used to because the longest i've done is an eight hour shift and that was only once or twice so wish me luck um yeah. and my classes also start next week which ah. i'm really excited about even though i only have a syllabus for one class but the one class i have a syllabus for um said that the textbook is free online so i was like fuck yeah because <laughs> i'm so tired of paying for textbooks mm-hmm. um and i don't know about my other two but here's hoping oh um, I actually have a funny story from work. Okay, make I it just, quick. I met. Go. I had my first Karen at work. Oh, don't talk my to me about this shit. There, right? And she's like, she's like, mad at me because my receipt was expired. So I was like, okay, so we can't do a refund because your receipt's expired. She's like, okay, I accept that. Can I have store credit? And I was like, no, we don't do store credit. And she's like, why not give me store credit? And I was like, no, I'm sorry. Like we like haven't had that policy. We've had that policy that we can't give you like store credit for like years now. Like people took advantage of this. So we can't do gift cards or store credit anything. And, like, she's, like, fighting with me about this for, like, ten minutes. Like, we are about to throw hands with me. And I was, like, I'm so sorry. And I was trying to, like, be really polite. I'm, like, you could call customer service. And maybe they'll give you a coupon or something. Because, like, our policy is just, like, they exchange the posts and they can get something that's equal or greater value. And Oh, well, they're there? Yeah. Or, like, yeah. But they can do that at any point. 
is a thing. Okay. Like, if they receive buyers and, like, they bought $30 worth of clothes, they can get $30 plus worth of clothes and just exchange their clothes and pay the difference. So it's basically like store that's, credit. Yeah, that's basically it's store basically credit. It's basically store credit, except we're just not giving you actual store credit. The store credit yeah. is the clothes. And so, but people, like, uh. don't put that together for some reason. And she was, like, really frustrated with me. And then, like, towards the end, she's like, I just want you to know you have great customer service. Like, my anxiety and anger was really rising there. But, like, you're listening to you calm me right now. And I, I mean, was like, thank you, I'm, like, in the middle mark. of an anxiety attack. And I'm like, uh-huh. Thank you, question mark. Like, right. what? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then, I got, and then Nick and I got into a car accident yesterday because somebody rear-ended us on a highway. Um, so... Because of all the anxiety I've had, I have these, like, crazy-ass hives on my thighs. I've never had anxiety hives this bad. Like, it literally was so bad that I had to take, like, so much Benadryl that I passed out earlier today. Like, and I'm still tired. And they're still there. But other time, than that, it's been great. <laughs> time is just fake to me now. Facts. I, like, I, I feel uh, like. Tell me about I, your week. Um, so I started watching the Swedish drama called Young Royals. Okay. It's really good. I I've heard about that. It's like um, a queer romance, and it's like a kid. It's like um, this, like, he's not a kid. Like, he's in, like, high school, and he's, like, second in line for, like, the throne, and he okay. goes to a boarding school, and he falls in love, Ooh. and it's, like, drama-filled, and I love it just because, like, it's giving me the royal AU, like, realness i need and so no, i feel like i'm so happy there's just something like so entertaining about watching like and you're consuming media and, like, in that vein and like mo- it gives me like the modern royal right because like, like i royal love piece. a modern royal AU yes thing. same like, and it's like it's fanficking in a way that i mean it as a genuine compliment yes i know exactly what you're trying to say because i'm really into this series that came out started coming out a couple years ago called american royals it's like mm-hmm. um it's i i think it's marketed more towards like young adults but it reads like a kid's like y14 type book um mm. the only reason i say it's more teen related is because like there's a lot of like kissing and hooking up man's mentions and stuff uh but yeah. it's really cute and it's like literally like the whole premise is like oh what if america like king george hadn't refused the crown like what if he was king and so oh it's, like, i've heard of that ev- yeah, yeah so, like every country has a monarchy it's basically like following the social life but set in like 2021 that's crazy. Maybe right. I'll give it a watch. It, yeah, then, it's not a book or show yet. It's just a book, but I, oh, I'm more than happy. To maybe I'll read it. it. To you. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Um, I then I also yesterday time was so fake. I spent the entire day with my friend Sue, mm-hmm. getting wine drunk and watching the first two Twilight movies. As you do. That's just like a great time. It was an amazing time. It was really funny because we were watching the beginning of New Moon and Sue's just like dyeing her aunt's hair right there, and I'm like, yes. She didn't under she doesn't understand any of like anything that was happening. She doesn't speak English, and so she's just like yes, yes. And I'm like, "Mm mm-hmm. This is good. I love like (laughs) it was just it was such an odd experience. But um, we got very belligerently drunk. Speaking of like getting drunk in Twilight, when is that happening with us? Um, Because I also still have your gift plus the shirt you wanted. Um, I can come up the 11th of September. Oh, wait, shit. Okay, text me after, like, we record I'm being very we'll serious, yeah. Yeah, yeah, text, like, let's talk, um, after you record and, like, yeah. see. I'll let you know. Yeah. So um, we're talking, you're talking, like, September, then? Yes. Yeah. That'd be yeah. sexy as fuck, Liz. Yes. Okay, well, I guess, uh, let's get into it. Okay, um, so I got to pick this week. Yeah. So I picked birthday fix, and I was, like, for some reason convinced we had done this because you'd done, like, 4th of July. Because it was uh, technically a 4th of July slash birthday fix. Right, but we categorized it as 4th, as of, 4th July. of July. So I feel felt okay to go ahead and do a birthday fix. So, um, oh, also, side note, if you guys hear any background noise, my boyfriend's gaming next to me, so. <laughs> um, we so- love you, Nick. He can't hear a single fucking I know. word. He's playing Red Dead Redemption. I love him. <laughs> Again. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, I went with birthday picked. Um, I always end up with the ones that are really self-explanatory and, like, don't have a lot. Like, this doesn't even have a page on, like, any trope website. I just, you know, picked I it out from my tropes. I love birthday picks, Right? They're I like it, so too. Um, it's basically just, like, it's a character's birthday, and it's how others in the character's world react to it. So... Authors usually use this as, like, a plot device to spoil their favorite characters, like, with gifts, love, affection, whatever. 
And it That's usually, why I love birthdays. Right. And it usually is used to, like, st- uh, strengthen relationship bonds, particularly romantic ones um, are really common in that. Or, like, so in the 4th of July fic that Liz used, um, a lot of it was platonic bonds. Like, we showed how all the Avengers were becoming better friends by, like, roasting seeds and stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, I picked a Catradora fic for this. Mm-hmm. It's a little long, but I figured because, like, I have such a short description, might as well. So it's called What Comes Next is Icing by the Wild Type, and it's rated teen and up on Archive of Our Own. So I guess I'll read for Katra, and you'll read for Adora, and then do you also, I don't remember if Bo and, yeah, Bo and Glimmer talk, so you can read for uh, Bo. Okay. Catra released a low growl, turning on her side, ready to destroy whatever annoyance dared to wake her. She locked eyes with the culprit and immediately retracted her claws. Adora, what are you doing here? Catra grumbled in surprise. Normally, being woken up before the sun would set her off into a blind rage, but she couldn't be mad at Adora, no matter what time it was, especially when Adora was snuggling into her side and wrapping an arm securely around her waist. Aren't I allowed to come say hi? Adora whispered. Her warm breath her warm breathing tickled the side of Ka- the side of Katra's neck, causing her to giggle like a smitten teenager. Technically, Katra began wrapping her arm around Adora's waist. It's against the palace rules for you to be in my room after dark. At least that's what you keep reminding me every time I try to sneak in your bed at night. Adora jutted out her lip. In, uh, Adora jutted out her bottom lip in a pitiful attempt to pout. Aren't you happy to see me? Her adorable facial expression combined with her large puppy dog eyes were impossible to resist or take seriously for that matter. Catra rolled her eyes in response. She pulled Adora in closer, eliciting an excited squeal. I would never complain about you breaking the rules, especially this really stupid one. She felt Adora smiling against the crook of her neck. Can I be a rule-breaking rebel just for one night? Adora playfully mumbled, nestling further into Catra's side. I thought your rebel days were long behind you. I can't help it. I'm too excited to wait for the sun. Adora admitted. It's just another day, Adora. No big deal. Your birthday is a big deal. You finally get to have a real celebration. Adora shifted, pulling back to look directly at her. You've made it uh, You've made it your mission in life to create a tradition for us revolving around my birthday. The very least I can do is make this one special for you. It was sweet how much Adora cared. Her capacity to love fully and unconditionally was something Catra loved most about her. It's what made Adora the most special person in the universe. Adora, I've told you this before. I don't care about my birthday. It doesn't need to be a grand affair. I just want to... Spend the day with me. I know, I know. We will spend the day together like we always do, but with with something extra special this time. Please? Adora pleaded with her big puppy dog eyes. Katra was powerless to resist. Ugh, fine, as long as the surprise isn't too elaborate. <laughs> of course not. It's not like I've been secretly planning an enormous party for you from the moment the rebellion ended along with Glimmer and Bo, and now it's in the final stages of preparation, and once everything is set in motion, this will be the single greatest birthday ever in the history of Etheria. <laughs> <laughs> I love the run-on sentence. Like, I know that's, like, that's very true to canon in terms of, like, being a kid's show and, like, that's how kid's shows work, but I love it personally. Oh, I love jokes like that. It's so funny. I'm also, like, definitely the type of person to make that joke where it's like, oh, yeah, I yeah. definitely didn't do that. Right. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Tatra released a nervous chuckle. <laughs> yeah, of course you wouldn't do anything like that. Exactly. Adora placed a chaste kiss on her cheek before snuggling into her side, causing a pleasant warmth to spread from Catra's chest throughout her body. Within a matter of minutes, Adora was quietly snoring. Catra continued to lie there, listening to Adora breathe. The warmth of her breath tickled her ears with every exhalation. After a few minutes, she adjusted, slightly careful not to wake the sleeping beauty beside her. Her mind wandered back to their prior conversation. Despite Adora's failed attempt at reassuring her, Catra couldn't shake the unsettling feeling that something was off. She swallowed the uncomfortable lump in the back of her throat. Catra had no clue what birthday parties entailed. Apparently, there was cake, which was amazing. The rest was a complete mystery. Every time she asked Adora for details, she was met with a cryptic reply. As chance would have it, she stumbled upon a few clues over the past week that made her feel less than enthusiastic about the whole thing. Thanks largely in part to Adora and her friends acting weirder than usual. The, inevi- the inevitably... In- the- I can't talk, Liz. <laughs> 
You're just turning into me. I am. We also haven't recorded in, like, three weeks at this point, so. Oh, like, God. That's it's been crazy. so long, yeah. The inevitably, inev- inev- inevitably, the inevitability. Yes, thank you. Of her not-so-secret birthday bash was brought to her attention, once again, by Bo and Glimmer. Adora was off running errands, leaving Catra to enjoy her lunch out on the veranda with Bo and Glimmer. The trio basked in a warm, sunny day in each other's company as they consumed their meals. At some point, the topic of conversation veered into what they should do for the rest of the day. We should go to the beach. I'll bet the ocean is the perfect temperature right now. Bo began. Catra shuddered. She hated water. Swimming would be perfect today. Oh, and we could go to the waterfall. Shh! Bo! Glimmer interjected. That was supposed to be a surprise for you-know-what, for you-know-who. A cold shiver ran down Catra's spine. This was Adora's big surprise? Sorry. We could totally do something else today and save the water fun for a special occasion. Bo concluded with a wink. After that exchange, Catra excused herself from the group, opting to take a walk to clear her head, but no matter how far she traveled, she couldn't escape the nagging thought that Adora really didn't know her well enough to plan a special day for her. It was keeping her awake at night, just like tonight. If Adora truly knew her inside and out, then she wouldn't waste her time planning a giant party and scouting immaculate locations involving large, turbulent, and terrifying bodies of water. Instead, Adora would spend a day with her, alone. Just the two of them. It was that simple. When the dreaded day finally arrived, Catra was a bundle of nerves. She half expected her room to be littered with booby traps. She carefully checked her closet under her bed, the bathroom, every nook and cranny. There was nothing out of the ordinary. She should be pleased, but the lack of surprises only heightened her suspicions. Only after checking the coast was clear for the third time did Catra accept her room was safe. She resigned to get the day over with, accepting her fate, whatever that may be. She rummaged through her closet until she found the concealed outfit Adora picked out. She unzipped the garment bag, revealing a jet black suit, crisp white button-down, and a silky red bow tie. Carefully, Catra donned the outfit, freezing herself in front of the mirror, making sure to flatten out the newly formed wrinkles with the palms of her hand. Once she was satisfied with her appearance, she turned her attention to the bow tie. She grabbed the dangling fabric hanging around her neck, attempting to loop a proper bow into existence, failing miserably not once but twice, but ten times. Mercifully, she was forced to abandon her frustrating fashion accessory by a few rapid knocks at the door. Catra took a deep breath to center herself before opening the door. It was Adora, and she looked... stunning. Her golden hair was loose, cascading down her shoulders and framing her face, giving her an ethereal quality. The white flowing dress she wore accented her figure perfectly. She was unreal. A literal goddess. Catra gawked with her jaw hanging completely speechless like a love-struck fool. What? Adora asked, clearly flustered. Is there something in my hair or or on my dress? The heightened volume coupled with the panic in Adora's voice snapped Catra out of her daze. She grabbed Adora's hand, stealing her movements. No, you look beautiful. Her tone was so soft, almost breathless. Catra barely recognized her own voice. Adora squeezed her hands back, a creeping blush evident on her flawless face. Thanks, Catra. You, you look, I mean, just wow. Wow. Catra chuckled, trying to remain cool and unaffected by Adora's compliment. Don't act so surprised. After all, you did pick out what I'm wearing. I'm beginning to think you have a serious thing for me in suits. The I have not even watched the show, and I do have a thing for Catra in suits. You've seen the picture, right? I've like, seen the you, picture. Right, right? Oh my god, like, Catra in a suit is just... Ugh. Oh, so good. <laughs> I literally, like, Nick literally made us the cosplays, even though he's never seen the show. Like, because, like, he, he just can't get into it, but I'm like... I keep pointing at it, and I'm like, you need to cosplay this with me. It's like, ugh, and he finally did it. I'm like, yes! Suit! 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 The corners of Adora's mouth upturned, morphing into a mischievous smirk. She wrapped her hands around the loose ends of Catra's tie. Catra was caught off guard by the bold action. The pressure building along the back of her neck pulled forward until she was inches away from Adora's face. Her eyes instinctively lowered to Adora's lips, now arranged in an even wider grin, clearly pleased with her little stunt. It's pretty serious, Adora purred. Catra's heart began beating erratically in her chest. Adora leaned in closer, capturing her lips in a languished kiss that was over far too soon for Catra's liking. She whined when Adora pulled away. Adora chuckled to herself as she rested their foreheads together. Ready, birthday girl? Adora whispered. Catra released a shaky breath, stepping away from Adora. It's now or never. Adora proceeded to blindfold her, claiming this was a mandatory part of all birthdays. Catra agreed against her better judgment, grabbing onto Adora's forearms with dear life as Adora guided her through the castle. The castle was quiet, too quiet. 
The only sounds she heard throughout the entire journey were the clacking of their fancy shoes against the stone corridors. A sense of impending doom settled within Catra's bones. Eventually, they came up to a halt. Catra gripped onto Adora like a lifeline, trying to quell her escalating nerves. It's okay. Adora cooed in a soothing tone. We made it. Adora removed the blindfold. When her eyes adjusted, Catra noticed they were standing before a vast, dark chamber. Adora walked forward until the tips of her shoe toes met the shadow of the void. She nodded towards Catra, who took this as her cue to stand beside her, shoulder to shoulder, upon the precipice of the unknown. Without warning, Adora clapped her hands together, startling Catra. Within seconds, the entire chamber flooded with light. Catra scanned the entire entirety of the chamber, completely puzzled. The only person in the room was Glimmer. Glimmer approached them with a jubilant smile plastered on her face that rivaled Adora's. She extended her hands outwards. Adora clasped one. Catra followed suit, placing her hand in the other. In an instant, she felt her body rocketing through space and time, arriving in the depths of Etheria within nanoseconds. Catra shook loose from Glimmer's hold. She bent over, resting her hands on her knees, steadying her breathing to keep her nausea in check. She hated teleporting. Happy birthday, Catra! Glimmer said with a wink before evaporating, leaving her alone in the woods with Adora. After her motion sickness subsided, Catra stood up, fully surveying their surroundings. Adora, what are we doing here? Adora shrugged, backpedaling a few steps away from her and towards the majestic tree with purple leaves. I looked all over Etheria for the best place to take you today, but nowhere seems as perfect as right here. This place is special. It's ours. Has been for years. Catra was still confused. But what about your big special plans? What big plans? Adora asked, a little too innocently. You know, the ones involving a giant map with my face on it, glitter bombs, and the ocean. Really, Adora? The ocean? Oh, those plans. Adora began flashing a self-satisfied smirk. See, the best part of a birthday is surprising the birthday girl with a party she isn't expecting. I knew you would figure out I was taking you here eventually. So, Bo and Glimmer offered to throw you off the trail with wild and elaborate plans that you would definitely find. It totally worked, didn't it? Catra sighed in relief. No water, no glitter bombs, just a peaceful night with her favorite person. It was perfect, Catra admitted. She walked forward, posing the distance between them. I never suspected this at all. She snaked her arms around Adora's waist, bringing them closer together. Adora smiled sweetly as she wrapped her arms around Catra's neck. Well, I have a pretty good understanding of what you want. They swayed together under the cover of a majestic tree. And I'm going to go ahead and uh, end it there. There's like a little couple more paragraphs, but I think that's a really cute place to end. Yeah, it's so adorable. Yeah, I really like this fic. I read it a while back, um, back when I had like just finished uh, She-Ra and like was desperate for anything, like any sort of content with uh, Kachadora. Uh, they're just so so good i really really like them it's a good it's a good um good uh ship i it really like it is. even though i'm not into the show it, it, it's a good time for real um yeah so um i you know i you know i don't usually like go for birthday fix to be honest um they're, they're one of those tropes that kind of comes up when i'm like reading and i like go with it but i'm not usually like, I guess for me, I look forward to birthday fix in that it usually means ships I like for characters will get more written for them. Like, case in point, uh, Tartaglia, Child, whatever you want to call him, Ajax from Genshin Impact, when it's his birthday, I have a couple ships I like that involve him. So I was, like, checking his oh, tags on AO3 that day, because I'm like, birthday. I know everyone's I uploading the fix, the fix yeah. for him. Exactly, exactly. So for me, it's... I, I, that's when I like birthday fics, but other than that, I don't really go for them. What about you, Liz? Um, I think it's definitely, like, I love birthdays within the fics I'm reading. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily read specifically birthday fics, but I do Even Captain love America? When, yeah. <laughs> I, I love, I love just, like, having, I, I love the idea of birthday fics, though. They make me so happy, because I love, like... I love birthdays. I love celebrating my own birthday. I love celebrating my friends' birthdays. It's just, like, my favorite thing to do. So mm-hmm. I love, like, the idea of birthday fix. So it's just, it makes me happy. I'm glad. Um, also, like, side note, just because I mentioned uh, Marvel, I did finally finish Loki. And I also watched um, that first episode of the What If series. Yeah. Carter. Yeah. Um, 
and I have thoughts, so you and I should definitely talk about that when we get a oh, chance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, we can talk after. We can talk after. Yes, definitely. Um, so, Liz, what did you get randomly assigned? Um, so, I got randomly assigned the trope Huddling for Warmth. Ooh. This can also be called a blanket fic. So this is a trope where um, it's found like both in like het and flash pairing uh, fanfics, um, but it's usually so. Sometimes like there's like it can be used in fics with like sexual like mm-hmm. kind of um, tension. Like it's definitely sorry. Let me start from the beginning. Okay. So usually huddling for warmth, where it's like oh, it's so cold, like, let's get under the blankets together and, like, warm each other up with our body heat. I feel like it also tends to fall into the, like, uh, one bed trope. Yes, 100%. But it's like, oh, we have to, like, cuddle together. Right, so right. It's, it's beyond just the, like, sharing the, a bed with a pillow between us. We have to actually get warm together. Yeah, and it's, like, the skin on skin and, like, it's... It's it very much it forces closeness even more than just the one bed. Mm. So it's like really like mm, the tension is absolutely, absolutely immaculate. <laughs> um, <laughs> but so um, this is just a little section taken directly from the Fandler page. But it's, okay, so it's like the advantages of putting your OTP in a huddling for warm c- scenario. Um, our legion, the two characters are trapped in one place with no distractions, alone, and so their attention is entirely focused on each other. The tone of the story can range from fluffy to angsty. The main problem facing the characters may be as trivial as a motel room with a broken heater, or as serious as incipient, incipient. incipient hypo, um, hypothermia compounded by serious in- injury. So that's when it's usually like the more like angsty fix. Right. But the characters are forced to share a sleeping bag or a blanket or even take off all their clothes and snuggle naked. <laughs> that literally, I, I, there's this fic I really liked for this um, fandom, and I'm not going to say what because I don't want anyone to clock me for it. But um, it was literally like this couple like was having a fight and then their car broke down. And so they were stuck in this cabin, like snowed in and the heat wasn't working. So they literally had to like snuggle together and they were like, I guess we might as well fuck for warmth. <laughs> That's no, but that's literally okay. So like the next part, okay, it's okay. like it literally, um, it literally like we'll talk where it's like they'll get so warm and they'll be relaxed and so close that'll just one thing will lead to another, you know? Like they they we took off all our clothes already, like we're almost here, and also in like certain fix, like the character who's more affected by the cold may like kind of be more out of it and like like babble and like reveal like their their attraction to their partner or like mm-hmm. the other person in the situation so it's like oh, like they're they're just so out of it and it's like oh really and then leads to another thing um well it does not lead to sex this does remind me of the scene in eclipse where bella has to cuddle with jacob for warmth Stop. on the mountain i hate that you brought that up because <laughs> that's my favorite scene <laughs> Because, like, the, but, like, the fact that you included that, like, after the whole, like, talking about how it leads to sex is just, for some, whatever reason, it's making me think about, like, Edward and Jacob when they're talking about how, like, oh, Bella needs to have an abortion. He's like, if she wants kids, like, I'll let you give her kids. I don't care. And then there's, like, this weird description of Jacob imagining Bella pregnant with his kid. Don't make me. (laughs) It's, Twilight's a whole. Twilight sucks. (laughs) But, um. But we love it. But, like. As as a Jacob stan, when he goes, well, I am hotter, you're like, oh my god! Stop, I hate Stop that word it. so much. What do you mean, hotter? No, 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 I'm not the word, sorry, like, the, the sentence, like, just that line, when he's like, but the, it's, it's, for me, it's not even, like, the line so much as the way he says it. Like, no offense, I really don't think Taylor Lautner is that good of an actor. Like, I, I love I think he's him. really good at expressing, but, like, you know, with his face and body, but his, like, tonal indicators suck like he's like mm-hmm. let's face it i am hotter than you he says it exactly like that he doesn't like see There's my no... heart is so in love that i'm like i ignore it i'm like, yes, like i'm like he should be so arrogant it, like he should be smirking as he's saying that it should be like <laughs> let's face it i am hotter than you like something like that like he and that's something jacob would do because you gotta keep in mind too jacob's only like 16 so like that really makes but me mad. I love that scene because I 
love Jacob, but I'm like, I wish that was me. Grabby hands. You're valid. <laughs> me, me just watching literally all of, like, any scene in Twilight where it's, like, where either it's between Edward and Bella or Jacob and Bella, I'm like, I wish I was either one of them. Because okay, I'd I love to be in a relationship with any of them. I do feel that. I... Because Jesus is Christ, they're, they're, no, but like, I I would kiss Bella because oh, Kristen okay. Stewart's so no, fucking No, but high. I wouldn't kiss Bella. I would kiss Kristen Stewart. Let, let's make that clear. <laughs> let's, let's Bella would not clear. be my type, but Kristen Stewart is and always will be. Oh, yeah. I oh, love Kristen Stewart. Plus, I think that's what's making my noise. I what, love Kristen Stewart, though. Like, Yeah, so she's very sexy. Fun. There's literally a traffic light right next to our building, like, right next to this room. So all the cars stop and go here. It's loud. Um, okay, sorry. Liz, why don't you go ahead and tell us your story? So, um, I, well, I'm very, you should be very happy because I was trying to find a cuddling for warmth pic mm-hmm. for Twilight. Because oh I was God. like, That's I love that scene so, so much. I hate um, you. But, no, I didn't find anything. But um, I actually found a fic from one of, like, my favorite shows mm-hmm. as of, like, the last year called My ne- Next Life as a Villainess. Mm-hmm. And, like, I am so obsessed with the show. Season 2 is airing. Highly suggest it. It's, like, a bisexual harem anime. And, like, they treat, like, the same sex, like, um like romantic interests, like, as seriously as they do, like, Ooh, the het ones. That's the which I really like. Because, right? like, usually... Because usually what I do find is, like, they'll they'll put, like, they'll make, like, the same sex, like, love interests, like, more of a joke. But, like, mm-hmm. they're very serious in this show, and they're treated as, like, serious love interests. Good. I'm glad. And that's what, that's what I love about it. And I, like, I, I am a person who does, my guilty pleasure is harem animes, mm-hmm. but I don't find a lot that I like, because usually I find, like, half the time, like, the freaking main love interest does not deserve that many people, like, falling in love with them. Like, I tried watching, I mean, I might get murdered, I tried watching Rent-A-Girlfriend, and I did not like the main guy, I liked all the girls, I did not like the main guy, and I was like, why do all these girls like him? He's kind of an asshole. I think that's the, with most harem anime, I find that that usually tends to be the case, because, like, the guys get these, like, really undesirable, quote-unquote, undesirable traits, like, they're shut-ins, neats, whatever, like, they're not particularly like, good or attractive at anything, and so like it's they're meant to be like blank self inserts for but it's fans also like attach. I like when the character is like like Katarina in this is like such a sweet and kind person where I'm like I understand why everyone's falling in love with her or even like the main guy from Rosario Vampire like at least he's just like genuinely a nice person true, true. so I'm like oh I can totally understand why all these girls would fall in love with him he's like. He's a, he's a very nice guy. He's really, really sweet. Oh, you're and making so, me think of this um, anime that I was, like, really into for a split second and then never finished, but it was, like, popular because of the clip. It's, um, I don't remember the exact translation, but it's something like, wait, girls play video games too? And it was literally, like, this guild of people. It's basically, like, a knockoff WoW game, and they're, like, this guild, and yeah. they're, like, let's arrange to meet up in person. And it turns out um, all of them are girls except for the guy. <laughs> Oh. He's like, you guys are playing as men? They're like, yeah, they have better stats. <laughs> and they're like, and, and it's like that. everybody that he's like in class with, like it's the girl has a crush on him in school, um, like his like rival, his class president, his teacher. <laughs> and it's just like, it's a good, it's similar. It's like not quite a harem anime, but like it makes sense why they all like him because like they all have stuff in common and he actually has a personality. And yeah. It's not just like a harem anime. So I, I feel you on the whole. Not yeah, I love I love harem animes. Send me good harem animes. I love I genuinely do love harem animes. I mean, technically, Oron's considered a reverse harem, and that's like my favorite anime mm. of all time. So when you yes. come over, we can maybe watch that show I'm talking about. <gasps> yes, but um, okay. So the 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 pairing I chose that's for this fic is Maria x Katarina, mm-hmm. which is my end game ship, and I really hope happens in the end because I think it's the best pairing. Because mm-hmm. essentially, um, I mean, this isn't a spoiler because you find out in the first episode. Okay, it's an isekai, and so our main girl Katarina, she bonks her head like as a child and finds out that she was actually, you know. Got a visit from Truckoon in her past life, okay. and he killed her, and so she's reborn in this um in this um dating sim, okay. and 
she's the villain of the dating sim and she basically makes the main girl maria's life a living hell and all of the endings end with her being exiled or um or like murdered like oh. or killed in some way and so like the whole point of the anime is her trying to um avoid that okay <laughs> or enough. like Me having too. skills for if she gets exiled and so she becomes this like genuinely really kind and really nice person and everyone falls in love with her including the main love interest from the dating sim <laughs> and so i just think it'd be so fucking good if they end up getting together i love this show okay but um i just need you to say the title for everyone okay so the 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 fic is called she keeps me warm she keeps me warm do you remember when that was, like, the meme? Yes, I do. I think it was, like, what, like, freshman year? Like, all I, I was I was thinking of this. Right, the like, meme, all we could, like, all we could say, for whatever reason, like, everybody what, I knew. Like, all what we is little, the meme from? I don't know. I, I, don't I know remember. from, like, a meme, I don't know if I brought it to you guys or if you guys got elsewhere, but for me, um, my friends from back home, for whatever reason, shout out to Shiloh, I think it was Shiloh that, like, started it, where, like, they would just go, she keeps me warm like specifically in that voice and like so we would just say that like anytime we'd like the character we'd be like she keeps me warm and like we'd just go on and on saying yeah. that over and over but um <laughs> it's by um convenient alias i love that username it's so funny that's cute um and it's a teen plus fic i love um, that we both is... chose uh uh Willowa chips the the it's the it's the sapphic episode we all it truly is. deserve. It really is. So, um Oh my god, wait, Liz. <gasps> episode title. <laughs> the sapphic episode we all deserve. Yes. 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 Um but um I'm going to read for Maria and you're going to read for Katerina. Sounds good. Because it's from like her point of view. Also, uh Maria is like a commoner and Katerina's like a lady. Okay, okay. Know? Um but a girl like Maria Campbell certainly didn't fit in with the Stewarts, Ascarts, and Hunts, some of the richest and most powerful families in the country. How she landed sorry, how she landed in the student council with them, she had no idea. How she became friends with them, she understood even less. What she did know was that among such good and high class friends, she had to do her best work to she had to do her best to be worthy. Heck, she had to work hard to even be worthy of attending this academy. And to be worthy of worthy of the comp- companionship of one more person. But when Maria thought too hard about Katerina Clayese, Clayese, I they say it's so weird. I'm really sorry if I pronounce it wrong. Mm-hmm. It's like Clayese or whatever. She blushed. Um, notwithstanding this, she thought about Katerina every day, practically every hour. She blushed a lot. This is a bit of a cheesy fic, but I do okay. love it because I do I'm, love this. Cheesy fics are the best. You know. Yeah. Yes. So, she spent plenty of time practicing her light magic. She truly wanted, with all her heart, to become a powerful light mage. But making her light magic behave and do what she wanted could be di- quite difficult. To, uh, could sometimes be quite difficult. Oh yeah, her main goal is to become like a super powerful mage so she's worthy of mm-hmm. Katarina. Because she's like, she's like a powerful lady and I'm just so low. I need, to, I need to be a powerful mage. So I'm, I'm only so, so wor- worthy of her. And it's so cute. That is cute. Um, take today. She had decided to see if she could give her light beams, um, if she could give her light beams physical essence. And had been at work at it for hours. Come on, she muttered, clenching her fists as her, if her magic were yet another muscle. Come on, she had formed a light beam in front of her, and it current, it was currently boring a laser into the earth. But when she reached out and touched it, it only singed her finger. It still had no tangible form. In her dreams, she had a sword made of light, like a knight, uh, and she would hold the sword up to Katerina and tell her, my sword is yours, only yours, and Katerina would finally accept her devotion. Not that she couldn't fight with her light already, just a sword would be nice. Come on, she said. She thrust her hands out at the light beam, but with a brief flare, the beam vanished. Maria sank to her knees. She put her hands on the ground to... Ah, sorry. Maria sank to her knees. She put her hands on the ground to prevent herself from crumbling. How long has she been working out here? Somehow, without the light beam here, everything seemed so cold. She tipped forward, her cheek touching the ground. It was warm when her beam... Where her beam had hit. Someone was calling her name. It's you. 
Maria-san! Maria-san! I don't know how yeah. her voice sounds, so... <laughs> it's fine, you're good. Ah, it was Katerina. Even as she passed out, Maria felt a brief flutter of happiness. So this is her passing out, just a little break. Okay. She woke up disoriented. There was a blanket over her, a mattress under, and someone cuddled up beside her. Who? But she was trying to fool herself into innocence. She knew that smell. Katerina. Katerina from, um, sorry. Katerina, who, from what Maria could feel, was only wearing a shift. Katerina-sama, she said. Her voice uh, came out of croak so uncool. What would Katerina think of her? Why? You nearly killed yourself. What? How could you work so hard? Even if you're the protagonist, there still have to be some limits. How can you defeat villains and win your love if you make yourself sick from overworking? Maria-san, you need to be more careful. Katerina did call Maria the protagonist sometimes, and she did think Maria had some sort of talent for making people fall in love with her, which was not true. Because Maria was the original protagonist and everyone originally fell in love with her. Oh, I see. Yes. So that's why, and so Katerina is the one who got isekai so she knows, like, this is a dating sim, and okay. Maria's the protagonist, technically. But Maria yeah. doesn't realize that it's, like, a dating sim. She's yeah, because she's, okay. like, just, like, a part of the world, you right, know? right. But yes, so that part of Katerina's monologue made sense, but Maria was pretty sure she hadn't overworked herself. Even if she had, she didn't exactly feel tired. Mostly she felt cold. Even under all the blankets and with Katerina's body, Katerina's warm body pressed against her, she felt cold. Oh, sorry. You drained your core with using too much light magic. Katerina said. That's what the doctor said. Maria-san, I play more harem games than RPGs, but even I know you have to watch your MP. The one thing that was clear was that Katerina was worried about her. I'm sorry, Maria croaked. I'm sorry. Did I scare you? I'm sorry. I forgot I have a villain's voice. I'm not angry, Maria-san. You just need to be careful. I didn't think you were angry, but I didn't mean to make you worry about me. You've already done so much. Katerina laughed softly. You're so good, Maria-san. But don't worry about me. No, don't. This is going to become a vicious cycle very quick. Maria sighed. It's all right. She sipped that. She shifted in bed and became aware of Katerina's boobs. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait one second. And became aware that Katerina's boobs were pressed against her back. They were very soft. Maria didn't want to... Well, maybe she could move her legs. But when she moved her thighs, they were pressed against Katerina's thighs. And if she moved her le <laughs> lower legs, she almost ended up playing footsie. Oh dear. Oh dear. Her breath quickened. <laughs> Maria, is something wrong? You're getting all red. Though you were all pale before, so I guess that's a good thing. Maria swallowed. And even though... Even that small movement seemed to vibrate back through Katerina's body. Katerina-sama? Why are you in bed with me? You're too cold, so someone has to keep you warm. It's the least I can do. Oh. Arguing wouldn't help, Maria knew. Katerina was too kind, and she would always think her assistance was so little compared to what it really was. Th these were the reasons Maria loved her. I love you. Oops, she said it out loud. Katerina squeezed Maria's waist. Uh-huh. I love you too, Maria. This okay, wait, I should I should mention mm -hmm. Katerina's kind of stupid. Oh, so okay. all of this is very platonic and very like, like, like so this, oh, is, this is yeah. how Katerina is a friend. I'm just keeping you warm. Keep Stop. I love that. <laughs> or there's so... one character who's like about to like like he, like, basically, like, gives her a hickey. Oh, my but God. But she's like, oh, my God, did, like, a bug bite me or something? Oh, my God. She's, like, a moron. I love it. But, um, Rhea had never been able to tell whether Katerina meant I love you, meant her I love you in a romantic way or not. Common sense said it was meant to be platonic, but Rhea always wanted to think otherwise. 
And here, Katerina was in bed with her, arms around her body, chest pressed to her back and legs, legs entwined. Maria let go. She leaned her head back and kissed Katerina on the cheek. Katerina giggled nervously, and again, the movement vibrated through Maria's body. She laughed too, breathily, and kissed Katerina's giggling lips. She could feel Katerina gasping, drawing breath out of Maria's own mouth. Turning, she hugged Katerina reassuringly. I love you. I've really messed everything up. What? Maria frowned. How have you messed every how have you messed anything up? You're in love with me. Why? How? Maria wilted. She started to pull away from Katerina. Is that really so bad? No. Katerina pulled her back. I just shouldn't you be in love with Gerald? Or, or Keith? Oh, it's Gerald, right? Is it Gerald or Gerald? Um, why am I We're going with Gerald. <laughs> yeah, it's like, they say all the names so weird, but it's like, it's Gerald, I think, yeah. Okay. Shouldn't you be in love with Gerald? Or, or Keith? Or Nico? Or, well, shouldn't you? I love you, Maria said. I've said it before, haven't I? Katerina stared at her, those bright, sharp eyes. I guess so. Maria smiled. She snuggled up against Katerina again. Warmth feeling, uh, warmth filled her, and slowly she fell back asleep. And Katerina, although she was a bit flabbergasted, held her, and slowly began to think some things through. And that's Aww. the end of the fic! Stop, I love that so pairing cute. so much. That's like my favorite pairing. That is a good yeah. pairing. I like it. Maybe I'll have to watch it when you come to sit. I love this show so much. I will cry if you if you watch it. Yeah, Please. definitely. I'm not opposed to it. It looks like it'd be just my cup of tea. Um, as far as like these fics go, I absolutely do read these and will keep reading them just because like I mean for me it's for the porn. So <laughs> no shame. Like one hundred percent. No shame here. No shame yeah. here. Oh. We do not shame. Oh my god, Liz. You're not having shame and you're admitting to liking something pornographic. What? As long as I don't have to say it out loud. <laughs> that's that's my life. You're valid. You're valid. I'm just so excited um, when you come here. We'll definitely see if we can like record something like while we're in the same room. I feel like that'd yeah. be really exciting. If anything, it would at we should at least do a fifty shades. Yes, definitely. That would be so funny to do. <laughs> yes, I agree. In person. But yes. Um, but I, do you have anything else to add for today's episode? Or are we gonna, um, I just want to give, well, I do want to give a quick shout out to you guys, our listeners. Um, give me a second to like go ahead and pull up like the actual analytics, but we hit 600 plays the other day, which is really exciting because I think it was only like a week or two ago that we hit 500. So I know, um, really it's exciting insane. how fast we've been growing. Thank you guys so much. And then also... We have now 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 15, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 different countries who have listened to us, which is really cool. We've got 84% in the U.S. that's representing 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, states. Okay, that's literally over half the U.S., like, states covered. That's so freaking cool. What have, the fuck? I know. And then Australia, we got Western Australia, New South Wales, and South Australia. Um, UK, we have just England, but shout out to you guys. In Germany, we got, I don't, forgive me for butchering these names. We got Hesse, Hesse North Rhine, slash Westphalia, Falia, Saxony, and Bremen. Um, and then everywhere else. Oh, in Canada, we have Quebec, Ontario, and British Columbia. Every other country is, like, less than 1% of our listeners, but I do, like, uh, appreciate. I'm going to go ahead and give a shout-out to you guys. Denmark, Brazil, Portugal, Ireland, Singapore. Let's Israel, go Ireland! Sorry. Puerto Rico, Norway, Serbia, Finland, India, New Zealand, Poland, Greece, and Czech Republic. Let's go Poland! Sorry. <laughs> um, I've been, thank you guys so much for your support. Like, it's so cool, like, how many, like, people this has reached. Um, and just, like, yeah, it's, it's exciting to see, like, you guys, people like, just to listen stuff. to us like fucking talk about like fan fiction, right? Like, and like we said before, we do this even without a podcast, but it's really nice to be able to share this with you guys. And I'm really happy that you guys have enjoyed listening to us the same way that we've enjoyed listening to you all. Um, 
I don't, I don't even know what to say. I just, it makes me really happy. That yeah. <laughs> I can't believe it. I, it's like wild. It's right. just wild to Especially me. Especially because we're, we're coming up on, um, relatively close to like about a year when we, uh, like first came up with the idea. Cause I think it was in like either, I think it was like November or September. No, it was yeah, October or it was November. Like, it was probably like October, November we yeah, came up with like, the idea. Yeah, Liz literally posted, she's like, hey, who wants to start a podcast with me? I want to talk. <laughs> I was and just I was so like, bored and I was like, needed oh my God, a way I have to be an creative. Idea. Yeah, we were like talking. We we're trying to figure out what we we're gonna do. This was almost gonna be a Glee podcast, a Twilight podcast. A podcast. Um, and um, then, we, then I was like, what about fanfic? And we like looked and we're like, well, there's not really a lot. Like all the fanfic podcasts are like literally just people reading fanfics and not like talking about right. fanfics in general and exactly. like fanfiction history. As well as like a lot of them were very like fandom specific and yeah like, a lot of weird. them are, like, most of them are for harry potter specifically draco and hermione for some reason i don't really understand yeah. why but no i'm not a hermione really fan no but, shame no right. shame not because a hermione fan why. but um i don't know i'm just i'm just like so ah, overwhelmed with love for all of you guys um i know liz feels the same Yes. Um, every time we hit like a new milestone with listeners, we text each or, other. Yeah, so we always text each other screenshots of our analytics, like, being like, "What? Oh my god!" Um, <laughs> so it's really cool. Yeah. And um, also, uh, again, another shout out to our one percent of listeners who are over the age of forty-five. Shout out to Let's you go. for keeping fandom strong. The four percent who are under eighteen, we know who you are. Don't interact with us. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Please. I don't know if my, shout out to my therapist for being like, I want to listen to your podcast and me being like, you can listen to the beginning. Thank uh, you. Stop. My dad literally did I, that. I he told listens her, to the beginning of episodes. But I also told her, I'm like, at the beginning, like, I'd only really feel comfortable with you watching the beginning. And at the beginning, it's really just me giving like, a, like us giving a week update and you get the week updated therapy anyway. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess your therapist will learn about you. Herself. She'll learn about you. Stop. Oh my gosh, Blushes. I'm his therapist. <laughs> oh my god. Hey. My therapist also finally watched The Boys, and now I have like The Boys brain rot. I also have Suicide oh Squad brain rot because Suicide Squad. I need to watch the second one, like... yeah. <laughs> I heard it's good. I barrel. Okay, okay. We Maybe we can watch it together. We, yeah, we, 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 we have, have to cut. We should cut off the episode. Yeah, we, keep we should. Going. I'm sorry, guys. Okay, Liz, where can ah. we find you on social oh, media? Fuck, I was, <laughs> I was not even thinking about social media. Um, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, TikTok and Twitch at Lazily Liz. What about you, Gab? You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, and TikTok at Flighty the Nerd. I haven't been streaming consistently during like my moving process, but I should be back to streaming consistently next week. Uh, Liz, where can we find information on the show? You can find our show on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Tro Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at Tro Podcast, where Tro's Battle for Dominance. If you need to email us for any reason, like good Maze Runner fix or good Twilight fix, Please email us at tropedominance at gmail.com. Please rate, follow, comment, subscribe, whatever it is, wherever you listen to this podcast. It helps us a lot. Thank you. Thank you, guys. And also, side note, Liz, I do have that Maze Runner book waiting for you here. Book yes! <laughs> All right. Bye, bye guys.